following resource is from Welford Baptist Church. So our devotions from Matthew 12, 1 through 8. And if you look at this uh, passage, mercy is a big theme. I was reading about a special ship called the Mercy Ship. And I got a picture of it here. Kind of get an idea of how big it is mm-hmm. and how big the crew is. Um, the crew looks like it numbers about 45. But it's uh, the Africa Mercy Ship, the world's largest charity hospital ship measuring 499 feet long. The multi-purpose hospital includes state-of-the-art operating rooms, intensive care, and ward beds for up to 78 patients. Originally built in Denmark in 1980, the newest Mercy Ship has a berth capacity for 484. Volunteer crews from more than 30 nations serve on board. If you go to their website, mercyship.org, you'll notice their mission and vision statements as follows. Mission. Mercy ships follow the 2,000-year-old model of Jesus, bringing hope and healing to the world's forgotten poor. Vision. Mercy ships seek to become the face of love and action, bringing hope and healing to the poor. And then their values. Desiring to follow the example of Jesus, we seek to love God, love and serve others, be people of integrity, and be people of excellence in all we say and do. So I thought that's not a bad mission statement and vision and values for any organization to live by or even ourselves. Um, The mission statement of Mercy Ships involves operating a fleet of these hospital ships and it gives them a narrow focus so that they know what their mission is and they can accomplish it intentionally. So they want to be the face of love in action. And I thought about that in the passage we're going to look at today because the people that encountered Jesus came to recognize him as one of two things either a rule breaker, in other words, someone who was going against God's law, who was disobeying God, who was not doing what was right, or he was the face of love and action. And he was helping those who were sick, helping those who were sinful, and he was bringing healing and and, uh, an opportunity for them to be restored. So um, in Matthew 12, the poor came to realize Jesus as the love of bringing them as the love of God bringing them hope and healing. Um, So we see here, uh, let's read verses 1 through 8 of Matthew 12. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry, and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence? which it was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests. Or have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless? I tell you something greater than the temple is here, and if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. So that uh, Jesus and his disciples are going through the, the fields and um, the, you know, um, the Pharisees accuse them uh, not of stealing because the disciples were not stealing. A hungry traveler was permitted by law to eat a few ears of corn when passing through a field, according to Deuteronomy 23-25. Now, the crime they were accused of was plucking the ears of corn on the Sabbath, basically doing work. And this was a serious matter for the Orthodox Jews. They were so caught up in the law that they couldn't see the mercy of God. 
they were so caught up in regulations and being so legalistic that they missed that God can be at work in, in, in ways that, um, that showed mercy and grace. I thought about a story of a friend of mine, uh, Bill Mastriani. He had a daughter who married a Jew in Israel. And he was visiting her in Israel one time when she was pregnant with her first child, and it was the Sabbath day. And so she's preparing lunch for her family, and she starts to use a manual mixer to mix it up, to mix up some batter. And then she pauses. She stops what she's doing. She climbs up on a chair to reach and pull down an electric mixer located on a high shelf. And Bill asks her naturally, you know, what are you doing? She says, it's the Sabbath, so I can't use a manual mixer because that's work. But I'm allowed to push a button on an electric mixer and, you know, do what I need to do. He says, let me get this straight. You're eight months pregnant, and it seems more acceptable to you to risk your pregnancy by climbing on a chair and possibly falling and getting hurt than it is to wind a manual mixer. And so I think that kind of explains, you know, what we're looking at here. You know, people who misinterpret, you know, how the law is used and misinterpret, um, you know, why God gave us the law. Um, so I think what we see is a person's need has precedence over religion or tradition. Um, this was a questionable act to the Pharisees. It was the breaking of the, the Sabbath law. The disciples were hungry as they walked along the footpath. They came along a cornfield. They plucked some corn to eat. And like I said earlier, by law, travel was allowed to do this. So it wasn't stealing, but it was work that was prohibited on the Sabbath. And note, they immediately accused Jesus, condemning him for letting his disciples break the religious rules. Um, really, the religionists, these Jewish teachers, uh, they corrupted God's word. Um, a person can corrupt God's word by taking words out of context, by denying sections or scriptures they disagree with, by neglecting to live the, the whole counsel of the Lord, and by interpreting some commands too loosely or too strictly. Um, we see this in the progressive Christians and how they handle the Word of God. Um, Caleb sent us a text with a link to a church. And it looked like it was a church in, was it in Tennessee? It looked like that's where I traced it to. Um, Grace Point was the name of it. But, you know, they were very progressive in their beliefs of, you know, they didn't believe the Bible was the Word of God. Uh, and then all the rest of the basically liberal, classic liberal theology um, so we can make one or two mistakes. We can be too lenient in how we interpret the Word of God, or we can be too strict. You know? And I think we need to avoid both, because neither one is really, really helpful. Um, when you think about the Sadducees and the Pharisees, the Sadducees were especially guilty of taking away from God's Word, and the Pharisees and the scribes were especially guilty of adding to God's Word. So um, a good illustration I thought about was you think about civil law that we have today. Um, speed limits are given to protect human life. So we, we, you know, obey those. You know, we honor those. But, you know, if I got a call from Caroline, she was at home by herself and I was here at church and she said, Dad, somebody's breaking in, I'd speed to get to her, you know. I think that would be more important than honoring the speed limit, you know. Um, is it unlawful for me to break into my neighbor Barbara's house? She's a widow, 80 years old. Um, yeah, it's unlawful. I can't do that. But what if, if there's a fire, you know, and I see smoke and I can't get her to the door and I know she's inside? I'm going to break into that house, you know. Um, so I think that's what we see here is when Jesus says, I'm Lord over the Sabbath, you know, he's saying that, you know, he's the one that we keep the laws for. Uh, and I think it's just so important to show mercy and grace to people rather than just 
you know, being such a stickler to the law that we miss the purpose of the law. Um, God is described as both just and merciful. Uh, Titus 3.5 says, Not by works or righteousness we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. So it's something I think we need to get a balance of as a church. We need to get a balance of as individuals um, in showing mercy and having justice and make sure that we're honoring the way God designed both. Um, another example I thought about with yesterday being Valentine's Day, you know, I thought about, you know, um, I'm sure that Melody preferred that I celebrate Valentine's with her yesterday because I love her and I want to honor her and I want to spend time with her, not just because it's a holiday, you know, not just to, to fulfill the letter of the law. You know, well, it's Valentine's Day and that's what you're supposed to do with your sweetheart. You know, you're supposed to spend time with him or her. Um, so mercy is one of those things that, you know, completely goes against our grain because mercy is giving something we don't always get from people. Uh, mercy is not works-based, but heart-based. And mercy is not as obvious as, as sacrificing. Um, and I think um, that's what the Bible is, is talking about. So when we look upon others' pain, embarrassments, and suffering with sympathy and compassion as Jesus did, well, we show mercy like he did. And hopefully God can use us for his glory. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about our church, visit welfarechurch.org. Blessings.